0: This is No Starving Artist podcast. You deserve a successful creative life. I'm Anissa Benitez, a marketing expert at top companies and creative journeyer. I'm here to support your creative wellness, financially, mentally, and spiritually. Share with me your questions and I'll share perspective. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is focused on the art of saying no, an important one, an important topic. We surely know how to say yes. I know women are really great at being agreeable and saying yes. We're socialized too often. As an overarching focus of this podcast episode, when we're good at saying no, we are good saving ourselves so much time and energy we're saving other people so much time and energy we're creating such a forum for respectful exchange and honesty because at the end of the day always the truth floats to the surface it's the reason that we leave jobs etc and so if we can get closer to the truth a lot more quickly then we end up in better positions better opportunities have space to enter our lives etc so Today's agenda is first a segment focused on a question from the No Starving Artist community, simple one. Then we'll get into our main topic and reflection questions will be embedded into it. And then our last section will be a culture wreck, which is a quick and easy one, really diving into the how of the art of saying no and giving best at class example. Thank you so much for all the review and feedback on this podcast. It's shaping up well and it's because of you so thank you to all you who reached out and please feel free to continue to reach out to me and email me for any marketing consulting on the podcast or for the purposes of sharing your creative journey. It's really helpful to those to see themselves in your stories and if you feel brave enough to shoot me an email, I'll always share your story as you as anonymous. My email is hello at morebyher.com. Appreciate you sharing this podcast on social and thank you for listening. Let's get into it. So today's question from the No Starving Artist community is a quite simple one for me to respond to at this time. And it's been a reoccurring question for much of my life because I tend to be hyper, I'm not going to say hyper productive, that's the wrong term. I tend to do too much. And so the question that I received is how do you find the time to do it all? And the truth is that I don't. If I was really doing it all, I'd be doing much more than I currently am, and I'm already doing too much. And this was truly intentional upon leaving my job as a brand marketing manager at YouTube Music in February. I wanted to try as many things as possible in the creative realm, things that tied to interests of mine, passions of mine, to see what I wanted to do and to see what would stick, what would actually resonate with people. And so I launched this podcast, obviously, which is truly one of the loves of my life. And I have been writing on Medium, writing on LinkedIn, I'm doing a partnership with TikTok, I'm, um, yeah, a lot of social media stuff, and I'm curbing that for sure. And a lot as far as this modeling and acting thing was going to be a focus of mine. The shutdown in New York and this period of quarantine has been a blessing in many ways because I wouldn't be able to manage all of it. launched a YouTube channel. It's been fun. It's really been fun going far and wide, but I know that to be successful in the future I need to narrow my scope and focus. I also really care about quality. I don't like putting out things that I ultimately listen back to or look back on and read. And I'm like, could have just taken more time. So my mantra now is brought to me by Diane Von Fursten, who is the founder of DVF Luxury um, Women's Fashion Line clothing brand. And, And luxury is just... People working in luxury spaces just have this approach to life, which is do less and do better. This is her quote, DVF. And it's such a great quote because we always want to do so much. And that is one approach you can have a very successful career, probably pushing tons of content to tons of people. It's hard to be a one-person show and do that. It's kind of draining. And so another way to really deeply resonate with people is by doing less, but doing better, creating higher quality content that's really going to deeply resonate with people and last through time. So that is now my focus. I have a better understanding of what I want to do personally, what really lights me up, excites me, and what I know actually is exciting other people. I think this podcast has definitely been an indication to me that it is helping, and that's so good, makes me so happy. Um, In the meantime, I really do need to start to say no to things in my life so that I can make room for leveling up the things that I love, for making more space in my life in general beyond just work, making space for future relationships, making space for future opportunities, new connections, all these things. And so That's why we're going to get into our topic of the art of saying no. There are so many reasons why we need to say no, but the biggest reasons why we'll cover in a second. So the overarching biggest reasons to say no are... When things are, one, out of alignment with your vision, two, you don't have the bandwidth, and three, you don't want to. Then we'll get into how to say no, but I have to start with the why. Why we have to say no is because we live in a very yes culture. If you want to get opportunities, you have to leave your door open. If, you know, there's just a lot of pleasing, very pleaser culture, very charmer culture, very, very much all those things. But it's not necessarily good all the time. And so, firstly, how do you know if something's out of alignment with you? When it comes to first say no to things that are out of alignment with you, how do you know if something is not in alignment with your vision? Well, how does it feel in your body? What's your gut instinct to things when opportunities present themselves maybe it's an email in your inbox for a really great opportunity what's the first thing that your body reacts is it saying yes I'm excited about this or is it saying no a test of this within relationships if a relationship is toxic if somebody sends you a text do you light up do you feel neutral towards that text or when that text hits your phone and you see the name are you like Ugh. Well, that's your answer. Our bodies tell us a lot. They contract, they expand. When they expand, we're open to something. We want something. When they contract, we don't want something. I'm so thankful for dance in my life personally because I truly am so aware of how my body feels, how my gut feels, and I've only gained more awareness over time, which has been good. It's been helpful. And I sometimes, like all of us, ignore my bodily responses despite that and so it's really hard to do that cross check in the analysis sometimes and so definitely be compassionate with yourself I was listening to Elizabeth Gilbert and she's having this conversation on YouTube and this will be a future culture wreck but in the video she's joking about our brain still having so many bugs like it's the new feature of our <laughs> bodies and it has so many bugs and it's a little glitchy. It's a little overprogrammed because our rationalization keeps us very divorced from reality sometimes, very divorced from sensation, from feeling, from being instinctual. Our responses and our response time is very slow and it keeps us dumb. <laughs> and it's very beneficial to capital a capitalistic society for us to be somewhat dumb because it really supports the economy. It's really easy to exploit people quite simply if they're insecure or if they don't have a strong sense of themselves but you are so smart and your body is such a valuable asset so don't question when your body has a gut response to something and you feel it is off to affirm that to be like you know what? I don't have a rational reason why this feels off to me something is throwing me and that's enough information if something feels off truly intuitively within your body if you're sensing a little pit in your stomach if you're sensing any tension when you react to something in minute initially just really try to get hyper aware of in those first few seconds when something presents itself how you feel towards it and don't disregard that. Why don't we disregard that? Well, life is important. Like your life, your life is so important. And one of the other things that Elizabeth Gilbert calls out in her conversation with Tim Ferriss, and I can't wait to share this in a future episode, but at the end of the day, we only have truth. At the end of the day, when all is over, the truth is what surfaces, right? At the end of a relationship, the reason that that relationship ended is because of a few simple truths, maybe truths that you saw, maybe at the beginning of the relationship when you first met that person, maybe you saw some red flags pretty early on and you dismissed them. But how often have you seen the reason that you left that job, the reason that you've left that person relationship is because of the things that you knew from the beginning So as a re-reminder, our whys for saying no is when one, something is out of alignment with your vision, two, you don't have the bandwidth, and three, you don't want to. So going back to when something is actually throwing you off course, when something is not in alignment with your vision, maybe you need to get clear on what your vision is. What is your larger vision? What direction do you want to move towards? Are there a few things that you're really focused on? Is there maybe just one focus, one ultimate dream that you're laddering your goals towards? In future episodes, I'm going to do one around the importance of understanding what ideas are versus having a vision. Because I've had so many great ideas and I've tried to pursue some of them. And the ones that I did... I sometimes realized didn't ladder up to my vision and therefore I wasn't sustainably going to have interest in it. I have a lot of ideas and a lot of them are opportunities for someone else to build upon but not me because I don't have the time to pursue all of these random ideas that don't actually meet my ultimate objective in life. You can have a few objectives in life and also you don't have to be a crazy intense person but have some larger laddering things that you think about when you think about your legacy and the impact you'd want to leave on society just keep these things in mind understand what the larger visions are in your life because then it makes when opportunities present themselves to you when people present themselves to you when deals present themselves to you when money presents itself to you it makes the decision-making of accepting any of these opportunities clear. It also helps to put yourself in the seat of being the person who is proactively going after things that you want so that you're less being passive and and needing to be like, oh, yes, no, yeah, yes, no, putting yourself really in the driver's seat sometimes can be very helpful for making sure that you feel like you're still creating momentum and you're not taking a passive approach on life and sitting back, waiting for things to come to you, too. Honing really into the why of what is your larger vision is also important because your time and energy is so valuable. Sometimes things are going to be really in alignment with your vision, but you don't have the capacity. You're completely spread thin, and it sucks to be in that position, It really feels bad to have to decline things that you really want because you really are spread thin, but it's good for your sanity sometimes. You need it for your mental health, your physical health, maybe more sometimes. It also shows that there's a level of prioritization that maybe needs to happen in your life because maybe you have too much on your plate. So it's worth taking the time to sit down and understand what your priorities are in life. And I find it helpful to think about my priorities first at a larger categorical level. So first making almost a diagram, like a little, think of it as a pie chart. And work is in one slice of that pie. And hobbies are one slice of that pie. And friendships, relationships, love is a slice of that pie. Spirituality, self-care practices are a slice of that pie, etc. You can have as many slices as you want in that pie, But what is the stack ranking? What is the proportion of each of those slices within your pie? Because there's only one circle and it doesn't expand to make room. You have but so many hours in a day. There's so much importance in being present during that time and not giving ourselves so much that we're always focused on the future, or we're always feeling like we're behind. There needs to be a level of being okay with where you are in life right now. So with that, what is the stacked ranking of those categories? For me personally, right now is very much a time of focusing in on work and focusing in on my personal spirituality and self-care. So no, I'm not seeing friends, It's just convenient because of this quarantine period of time and social distancing I'm not dating because it's truly a deprioritized time in my life for that I've been a serial monogamist and I've been so fortunate to have an abundance of love in my life and I have no concerns around the future and I also have plenty of internal healing to do so I'm just so thankful to be truly happily single um and I think that everybody, for everyone, these things are going to fluctuate during different stages of our lives. That wasn't the stack ranking for myself, even up until two years, you know, like two years ago, it probably won't be next year. Who knows? Life is fun and unpredictable, but the self-evaluation of our time and energy is so valuable. Also thinking about subcategorical level is next. So within each of these categories, your love life, your hobbies, your spirituality, within those, what are the activities and the people that are included in those categories? And this is gonna make me sound crazy, but it's okay. You're a safe space. I trust this community. Um, I really do pretty intentionally rank people in my circles. Um, to understand who are my deepest, closest ties, and who are not, because I can't give the best friendship energy to all of my friends. I really want to be an amazing friend to certain people. I want to be a good friend to certain people, and I want to be available to other people, and I think it's really important for us to understand when it comes to our activities, even. What are the things that bring you the most joy? What are those activities if you don't do them? You feel uh, sadness truly deeply. What are those things that give you that biggest boost in energy? Because sometimes you're going to be spread thin during your week. You can't fit in all of the hobbies that you have. But which are the ones that if given only an option of a few, you would be like, this gets first slot, this gets second slot etc. Because that really helps in understanding how we use our free time, understanding how we eat, you know, like what are the meals that I love each week that I have to include. I've been doing this and it's led me to eat a lot of (laughs) chocolate and I'm accepting of that. I love chocolate. I've gotten this protein powder with chocolate in it and so kind of satisfying that itch. It's really important to think of All of this it's so valuable to recognize the things that are bringing us joy and optimizing for more of that are you doing too much too little to something or someone in your life and this is such hard work this is the hardest work it's completely painful um, but it's worth it does someone or something in your life need to be deprioritized or removed I have truly internally had to work through this. I have the hardest time letting go of friends, even friends who don't want to be friends with me, clearly. It's incredibly hard for me to accept that sometimes. But, you know, after a time, I'm always happy that I did. And I think you'll feel good, too, because the open space allows us for new dreams for more opportunities for growth for expansion it's really refreshing like a snake we must shed that layer of skin and it feels good once you do as some of you know i founded more by her a platform to dismantle the starving artist stigma each week, we share a new story of creative women shaping culture on Wednesdays, Wisdom Drop Wednesdays, for those who identify as women, non-binary, she, her, they, them, thriving artists who are willing to give transparency on their creative journey and how they do it. Follow us at morebyher.com or on Instagram at more underscore by underscore her. one it was out of alignment with your vision two when you don't have the bandwidth is the why and then the last why is when you don't want to and this one deserves a little bit more air because you should know that you don't owe anyone anything that's why knowing who you are is so important knowing who you are and knowing who you love and who you've truly committed to matters because I don't owe anyone anything, but I do tend to make exceptions for people that I love. And I truly love some of my best friends and I will probably say yes to a lot of their needs. It's just the way it is. If I have future children, yes, I'm saying yes to things that I don't want to. And that's why I have to keep this group small because I don't want to spend a lot of time saying yes to things that I don't want to do, but I'm okay to compromise because when I compromise for people that I love, it still makes me feel pretty good that I do these things. It actually leaves me feeling quite good most of the time, even if the gut reaction initially is like, ugh. But I don't treat it as an obligation and I think it's important if you decide to do something And you say yes to it, to not resent that person, to not hold grudges. How much of us wants to do something and then we change our minds later and we hold it against those people. You know, you just have this moment of like, I don't want to do this, this obligation, but that's not fair to that person. So really be mindful of when you don't want to do something, even to somebody you love. How can you communicate that? and share that you love them. So we'll get into the how-tos and the art of saying no because I think most of us know how to say no, but we don't always accept the why we need to say no part, and that's more of what this emphasis is about, but I want to get into the how because we have to follow through with these things. We have the knowledge now. Saying no ultimately helps you make more loved-based decisions, It really makes you operate out of a place of love because you don't feel spread thin. It allows you to operate at a higher vibrational level because you want to do things. You have the energy to do things. You have the capacity to do things. You're prioritized and stacked to be able to do things. It feels good and you show up more fully for people that you love. You are more present for things you want to do. You have more free time to allow more space. Now as far as how... How to say no. Three things you must know. How to say no. Give an explicit no, one. Two, don't give an excuse. And three, say no from a place of kindness. So the reason that you do this is because it's a sign of respect. You're saving them time and energy. And obviously not everyone is going to respond immediately to your no as a no. There are some people who are truly manipulative and have been good at smooth talking their way to push you to get a yes, but tune into that. Have you ever talked to someone who is manipulative? What behaviors do they exercise to push their agendas forward? Do you recognize when you're feeling pushed? Do you feel any levels of of feeling guilt or feeling obligation do you feel some stirring or have you talked to people who are really good at guilt tripping you how does that feel have you sensed that have you picked that up intuitively some people think that you maybe want to be a chase maybe it's a romantic thing and they've been socialized in a condition to believe that you're saying no is saying maybe how can you be as explicit as possible And making clear that no, no, you're not interested. No, you're not available. No, you can't. No, this doesn't align with your brand. And being okay at leaving it at that. Because number two of the how is don't give an excuse. You don't need to explain or feel the need to compensate as to why you can't do something, why you can't take something on, why you can't hire someone, why you can't take this opportunity, why it's off-brand, You need to be okay with releasing the feelings of shame and guilt and feeling that you're disappointing someone because it almost hurts your case more if you add in a lot of excuses. If you start like, well, maybe if it fit into this timeline, or maybe you don't really need to do all that, but you can thank them. You don't have to add all of the buts. I don't, I I can't do this, but... I really would consider it maybe in the future. I can't do this, but perhaps blah, 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 You don't need a, but you don't need any, buts. you can just allow to decline things and be okay with that. It takes a lot to get okay with that feeling because it's discomforting, but it's truly a sign of respect to the other person for you to be clear and to be honest and that's why the last part of saying no, the art comes from it. The artful piece of this is really truly always sharing from a place of kindness. And it's always hard and sometimes it requires you to maybe make a phone call and give a verbal no so that people can hear the sound of your voice. I know sometimes writing can sound a lot harsher. I've gotten lots of feedback on my emails being kind of curt because I'm a pretty straight shooter. Um. And I don't realize that so much because when I speak to people, they can feel the warmth of my voice. But when I write to people, they can sometimes not at all. But how you share matters so much. And so the more clearly that we can say no and say no with compassion, then the more we can allow people space um, to allocate their time elsewhere. And how do you want that person to feel after hearing your no? Thinking deeply about that. You want that person to feel respected ultimately. You want to feel that that person has a sense that you have boundaries, that that person has a sense that you are worthy, that that person has a sense that you know your brand. And just be transparent. Um, It's okay to obviously say thank you. It's really good to say thank you and be generous. You don't need to say a million thank yous. You don't need to say, I truly appreciate I'm so gracious you don't need to beg and bow but you truly it's valuable to say thank you and show gratitude and you can also mention things like oh I'll keep in mind for the future I'll circle back if I change my mind but now it's a no and that's completely fine and it's always going to be a process of improving and I have a hard time with this I'm not a pleaser but I have a hard time deprioritizing all the things that I want to do in life clearly so who are some people that you know you need to practice saying no to? What are some things, life hobbies, habits that you need to deprioritize in your life or stop? So our culture wreck for this week is pretty closely tied to our topic. It's directly related sometimes mine are a little off course but this time no the art of saying no really one of the biggest masters is Byron Katie she's also more long-form known as Byron Kathleen Mitchell and she's an American speaker and author who teaches the method of self-inquiry known as the work of Byron Katie and our culture rec is from thework.com in this article she talks specifically gives just use cases and conversations where it's a back and forth of person says this and then person responds with this and then you say this and that person responds with this and I think it's so helpful because of how curt and effective it is I'm in reading it and I really want you to take the time to actually look at it so again the article's title is how to say no and it's on thework.com I'm actually gonna read one of these use case examples so that you can get a sense. So one case is this, where the boss asks you to skip some family time for work. The boss is like, hey, Katie, it's three o'clock in the afternoon, but I just remembered I need this report by Monday morning. And you say, you know, actually I'm unable to, I can't, but I know there's another way. Why don't you call blankety blank's name? And then the boss says, oh, but Katie, I need you to do it. And then you respond and you say, you know, I hear that, but I'm unable to. Merry Christmas or have a great weekend. And then the boss says, surely you can do it tonight after dinner maybe. And you respond, you know, actually I'm unable to do it. I can't. And then the boss says, this is going to show up in your annual review. And then you say, I hear that. And I think that that's a very honest thing to do because in reality that's correct and I think that that's such a good example because in work environments I've worked in at least I've seen a lot of manipulative behavior where the agenda continues to be pushed and sometimes it escalates into you're going to see this come back to you you're not going to have these opportunities presented to you and that's how it can sometimes even if unsaid can feel and we fear that and that's why we end up sometimes bending so much And the biggest and most frustrating thing that I could witness is just seeing seeing so many people bend so much and do so much to please that they're moving so far out of alignment with their truth. At the end of the day, in the end, our truth is all that's left. So we need to begin there. It's so much more effective. It moves us so much closer to the direction of our vision. To recap the reasons why we say no is, one, when things are out of alignment with our vision, two, we don't have the bandwidth, and three, we just don't want to. And when we feel these things, when we think these things are coming up for us, it's okay. Say no. Say it with kindness. Say it explicitly. You're not a bad person for saying no. And honestly, the best people are honest people being nice is overrated, being nice to yourself, being truthful, being kind and compassionate is where it's at. So thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode. I hope that you feel some release, that you feel some guilt release, shame release, fear of disappointment release moving forward. And I'm just happy to be in conversation with you all. As always, share questions and email me at hello at morebyher.com. Would love to share your Creative journey and how things are going your way. Please leave a review, tell a friend, share it on social, and tag me so I can repost. At Anisa Benitez on Instagram, follow the wisdom of many thriving creative women and non-binary people at MoreByHer.com. You are no starving artist. You are an artist with great boundaries. Grateful to be learning and growing with you. Appreciate you.